view of what worship is, you know, because like you can get into the nuts and bolts and you can sing a song here on a Sunday and you can maybe feel something, um, you know, and you can leave Sunday and say, well, like, that was amazing, you know, I like felt something um, and, uh, you know, maybe God moved in your life, you heard a word, God spoke to you, um, but worship is fundamental to Christianity, it's fundamental to who we are. It doesn't stand in isolation to the Word or, or anything else. We worship because of a number of things, okay? We could make this very quick and we can say He's worthy to be praised. Amen. You may go home. That's why we worship. That is really the fundamental thing. But why is He worthy to be praised? So that's, that's probably the most fundamental thing, you know? So, so I think to start to know, well, God is a spiritual being. He's not like us. He's not physical like us. And you, you would have worked that out because he's not physically standing here this morning. So the power of reason has helped us to get there. But I want to start by kind of giving a little bit of a picture. There were two, two guys in the Bible that got a picture of what heaven was like. And kind of like this place, the spiritual realm, uh, Isaiah and John. Okay, and Isaiah, um, he speaks about it in uh, Isaiah 6, verse 1 to 4. I'm going to read it out. You don't need to put it up there. I don't think you can yet. So, so right, so Isaiah has a vision, okay? Um, and, he's, and he's standing there, and he says, uh, In the year of the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. Okay, so he sees God on the throne, okay? High and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood seraphim, angels, okay? Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with other two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called him. And the house was filled with smoke. So Isaiah gets his vision of what heaven's like and who God is. There is constant worship and praise to God in heaven. And they're singing, holy, holy, holy. The whole world is crying out, holy, holy, holy to this creator. At his voice, he creates things. The foundations of the earth shake when he speaks. Okay. Um, Let's see what John has to say. So John also gets a vision, and he, and he hears a trumpet, and it says, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. So he's taken into a spiritual experience. And again, it speaks of a whole lot of different things that he sees, and lightning, and thunder, and it's noisy, and it's loud. And again, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is to come. So he's eternal. He's forever. Okay? And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever, the 24 elders fell down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast down their crowns, saying, Worthy are you, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power to you. For you created all things. And by your will they exist and were created. So 
This is the God that's created us. He is almighty, He's eternal, and He's a spiritual being. But we've got one problem. We're physical, yeah, we've got a body, and we're not spiritual beings. So the question is, we've got to somehow connect with God. It's quite bizarre. It's, it's starting to sound a little bit weird, right? And I've, I thought about it when I was preparing for this, like what a crazy way to get into a building and sing to God, you know? Why do we sing? Anyone ever thought about that? No one's got an answer either, eh? I didn't have the answer either, so I was actually hoping some of you guys would have the answer. So the reality is we're designed to sing. We're designed to worship. He made us. So if this God that's worshipped and created uh, the whole world, and there's angels singing the whole time, music and worship is what's built into us because He made us. So who's heard that we've been created body, soul, and spirit? You've heard that, eh? If you're going to go deep, very deep into the deep fundamental principles of, of, of who we were created, how we are. Because I think we need to kind of understand, like, why we worship, why we need to worship, okay? But there's an underlying theme here. He's worthy to be praised. He's worshiped because He created us, okay? Which is not popular in today's world. You know, you don't, like, you don't easily follow authority, right? I mean, we don't listen to the government. You don't want to listen to what anyone's saying. You don't want to listen to your parents. Now you've got a God that says, hey, you, I need to be worshiped, you know? You see, we've like, we've kind of moved away. Like, you know, if you go back to like Adam, I mean, Adam without a doubt would worship God. He met God in the garden, you know. A couple of years, Abraham, Isaac, they worshiped God because, but now our culture has changed over time. So it becomes so foreign for us to actually get into a building and sing a song to a spiritual being. But we are spiritual. We don't know it. But we are spiritual because God's created us with a vacuum that has spirituality in us. So why do you think, I mean, if, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not in this church building, you may be finding your spiritual vacuum somewhere else. You know, you're going to go and you're going to go and try another religion. You're going to try something to fill the vacuum because God's created you with a spiritual vacuum. Like, you, you know, you, we, that it's who we are, Okay. So why do we worship God? So the fundamental thing is, okay, He's worthy of worship, which is not popular in today's concept. You know, why would we, you know, we don't easily submit. Um, you know, if you don't like something, you cancel it. You know, I'm no longer going to follow this guy or listen to that guy. Like, it's a very dangerous place the world's in, because how do you, how do you connect with God if that's not, like ingrained into your culture anymore, you know, it's, we've, we've moved away, that's why the Bible says, like, you know, you, when Jesus says, you know, you're not of this world, you, you know, and even in those times, it was a lot easier to kind of connect with a God, how hard is it for humanity in today's culture to connect with God, because we don't live and breathe like that anymore, our culture's changed and moved, the, the culture of the world is moving us away from, this is why it feels so fundamentally weird to get into a building and sing to a God, you know? Okay. And we don't do things because I say so. So God says, I'm worthy to be praised. I'm worthy to be worshipped. We don't do things because He says so. It's hard for us to do. So how do we, how do we change that? How do we connect to God? It's with all of this in play. It's like, a, there's our problem statement. Eh? We've got a problem. We 
We don't easily connect with God because it's not normal to what you see outside the doors of this building. And so let's start. So we're going to go on a sidebar. Okay. So we created body, soul, and spirit. Okay. The Bible says that you're going to have to accept some fundamental truths that come out the Bible, and we'll start moving with that. Okay. So let's go right at the beginning. Jesus said, uh, God said, uh, the Lord formed a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's out of Genesis 2 verse 7. So he made us out of dust, the body part. Um, he breathed life into us, and uh, we became a living soul. Okay, body, soul, and spirit. The body's got elements, DNA, you know, carbon atoms, all the quickies. Um, it also, we've got the ability with this body to actually reproduce, we grow, we develop, we start small, we grow up. There's like, there's a miracle just in the physical being that we, ha- that we have that can regenerate. You cut yourself, it, it like grows together. Like how bizarre is that? You know, if, you, if, you, if, if I break my screen on my cell phone, it stays broken. Like it doesn't fix itself, you know what I mean? We are a living thing. You watch all these sci-fi movies and you see like the Robocop and he gets like a cut and then it regenerates quickly and you're like, wow, that's like science fiction. No, actually we also regenerate. They're just copying what what we can do. They just speed it up, you know, because they can do that with film, you know. So, So we are a living, growing being. Okay, body. So the body is just a physical vessel that we have for the soul and the spirit that I'll talk to you a little bit now. So he adds breath, and he refers to the spirit. There's actually some really cool Hebrew words. And I said to Hannes, there's no Hebrew words involved in this sermon. But he breathes spirit into us. He's spirit. And we come alive. Okay? And then in Proverbs 20, verse 27, And through these creative works, man became a living soul. So what is soul? What is our soul? You know, you've got to have soul. You know what I mean? That, that has a different connotation. And it says, uh, our soul is our reason. It's our ability to reason. It's who we are. Okay? It's, it's something that, and the soul is kind of almost like, it's kind of what's actually eternal, our soul. That's the one that's going to live on. The body's not going to live on when we die, right? You've, you know that. Eh? That's not a, a new revelation. Um, but your soul lives forever. Um, and that's our ability to reason. That's our ability to love. That's our ability to, to uh, you know, move towards God and, and accept God. And uh, um, it's everything that we are. So, so we've got this body, we've got this soul, and then we've got a spirit. And what is the spirit? So the spirit is our connection to God. Okay, so... And our spirit before we're born again isn't alive. The Bible says it's not alive. It's, uh, it's kind of like in Transformers, you know, when they put the all spark in. And, the, you know, it comes alive, you know. Um, I think people have got visuals of what's going on here. But the spirit is our connection to God because God is a spirit. So back to the beginning, he's in heaven, he's created us, he's a spirit. So we have a spirit too. So when we worship, we can easily have a physical response to worship. 
physical. Music sounds amazing. My body feels good. I feel like my leg wants to tap. I feel like I want to jump around. I want to sing because it just sounds cool because everyone else is singing, right? We can do that. Because you can do that at U2 conference or con concert. Um, you can have the exact same experience at a U2 concert because you were designed with music in your body. Some of us less if you dance. I've seen it, but I might be, I might be on that side of less, less, less musical dancing capability, you know. But God created us. We design. So when music happens, we connect with music. So there's two problems you can have with that. The one problem is, you know, you can worship in a physical way and you are not getting the full experience. It's kind of like IMAX versus Steak and Equal. You know, you haven't got the full experience. Um, and you're not going to be moved by God. And... Uh, you can be quite shallow, you know, it's really, there's no change in your life because it's just really a physical experience. And you can, you know, and, and you can, and I, we can, in, I mean, I'm, if you're a visitor, I, I, I sometimes play behind here as well. And you can use the music and the hype to get people involved. And that's okay too. So I'm going to be a little bit bipolar here yeah? because you're designed to be hyped by music because that's how God made you too, Okay. The other danger is you're only hyped you there and, uh, you know, you're just swept up in the moment and there's no substance to your worship. But we can't deny that we're designed with that capability to let music move us. So you can listen to any song in the world that you want and it may move you. You can come to church and the music may move you, but you haven't connected with God spiritually yet. So you've got the Stair Kenny Core experience, not the IMAX experience. Don't you just love it when you go right off your notes? Okay, so if you are body, soul, and spirit, and you have not been saved, you can connect with God. Um, you're not going to have the full IMAX experience because, you know, kind of being saved switches on the spiritual side of things. And the whole fundamental reason that you kind of worshiping God is because He saved you too, right? So He's rescued you. He's, you know, you, you, you're thankful for your salvation. You're thankful for this process that you're undergoing where, you know, you're being saved over time that, you know, you, you're not kind of connecting with God, because what are you being thankful for if you're not saved, you know what I mean? So there is kind of like some fundamental stuff. You've got to kind of lock in a few things if you want to kind of connect to God in, in, a, in, a, in a spiritual way as well, okay? So let's kind of talk a little bit around where this body, soul, and spirit kicks in, and, and, and what, do you, what do you need to do? Because there's some actually cool stuff a little bit later which I want to talk about, um, because you know, we want to focus on connecting with God in a more spiritual way. We want to feel God. We want to, we want to see God move in our services because we know that when, when, when God comes into our meetings, we, you cannot be left unchanged, right? Um, when God comes to our meetings, people cannot be here and, and not experience God and not go, I've got a gap, 
I've got that, that spiritual vacuum. I found it. And uh, I mean, I know most of the people in the room, most of you have been saved. And you know the feeling when you got born again, there was like, oh, that was it. That's, that's what I'm missing. Can't tell what it is. But like, ah, suddenly like a whole lot of things make sense, right? You know, ah, that's what I was looking for. You know, you didn't know you were looking for it sometimes, but it kind of made sense. You, you know, I got saved quite, quite young in a, like a Sunday school and, you know, it was hard to articulate then. I mean, I didn't know all the stuff that I, that I know now. But it was like I put my hand up and I felt like, wow, I'm complete. You know, something's changed, something's happened, you know. Um, and then you start this journey with God and you, and you grow and you, and, you, and you develop these things in, in Him. So, so the, body, the body, soul, and spirit, and this doesn't sound like worship at all, but remember the macro view is we're going you know, to figure out why we do this, right? So when we know why we do this, it becomes easy to get past, well, I don't want to sing because that's not what I do. You know what I mean? It's, it seems weird because I don't want to sing or there's stuff going on in the front there that I'm very uncomfortable with. Um, that's like the normal. That's normal. We're, we're on the wrong side of normal. Okay. So, we know the body's physical. Okay. We can grow life. We can... Uh, develop, we start from small, um, and it's through our bodies that we perceive this physical world that's happening here. And we know music's physical, so we kind of also feel physical things that happen. And we've got five senses, you know, we can smell, taste, you know, so it's quite interesting that, that in spite of all that, we, we can experience the world, you know, this, this body's like a receptor. It's like a microphone. It, this thing is here designed purely to pick up sound and put it through the machines, out the speakers to you guys. Our body is like a microphone to the world. We see, taste, smell, you know, and we experience life through it, okay? Um, the soul is that immaterial part of the body. I mean, you can't take your soul out, right? You know, it's not, you can put the soul there. That, that's what a soul looks like. You can't do that. It's our personality. It's who we are. You know, through the experiences that we get through our body, we actually able to develop and feel things, um, we experience stuff, we remember stuff, we've got ability to remember things. You know, if you make a computer and ask it to remember stuff, you have to go like write it on a file, you know. So someone who came up with a computer just copied the brain. You know, you can see things, write things, remember it in your brain, you know. So, so we actually haven't really created anything new compared to what's here already. We have a brain that, c that can do that already, right? Um, and we also can choose through the soul. We have a right to choose things. I can choose to be here this morning or not be here. I mean, I can choose to follow God or not follow God. It's, it's an amazing thing. We, we have a choice to do that. Um, and then the spirit is the other immaterial part of the body. I mean, you can't take the spirit out and put it here next to me either. It's kind of inside me, right? And, and humans are, unless animals can speak and anyone's heard differently, but the last time I checked, humans were the only people or only being that's able to kind of like possess a spirit, which is the breath of life from God himself. The, the Bible said he breathed that life into the human. The animals were created. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't get the same treatment, if that makes sense, right? And uh, we know that this spirit 
is the part that we need to awaken and, and bring alive, you know. So, you know, Adam and Eve, they went in the garden, weren't supposed to do a few things, did them anyway. Sounds like most of us on a daily basis, so don't, don't be too harsh on them. Um, and uh, they sinned. And the sin separated them from God. Um, and uh, that separation almost caused that the spiritual side inside you not, not to be alive, if that, if that makes sense. So, so now when you get born again, you're just reconnecting back to God and saying, awaken that spirit, you know. I need that part of me to be alive again, you know. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Come, in, come into me. This is the weird part, okay. Kind of like singing as well. This is the weird part. Come into me and make that spirit alive. That sounds like a movie, right? It does. Eh? I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Um, if you haven't done it before, it's going to sound very weird. If you've done it before and you had that aha moment, wow, that makes so much sense. I feel complete because the Spirit is now alive. And the Spirit is your senses to God. So think about your body has senses that reciprocates with the world. Our spirit has senses that reciprocates with God. How cool is that? So when you're in worship and you sense something, oh, or you hear something, who's heard something from God before? His hand's going up everywhere. I see that hand. Yes, thank goodness. So, your spirit, the Holy Spirit, is a different thing to your spirit, by the way. So your spirit is what's in you. The Holy Spirit is, is a part of God. So the Holy Spirit is also a connection to us. The Holy Spirit leads and guides in a meeting. Um, the Holy Spirit is the one that's prompting us to go in a different direction. We hear from God. We feel God. Who's felt, felt God? Okay. We're in a good place here. Whew. If you ever like, no hands go up. We've got a problem. So the Spirit has senses, spiritual senses, like we have senses. So if we turn those senses on and we listen to those senses and we engage the body, we engage the reason, I reason that I am so saved and God is worthy to be praised, I'm going to engage my reason to worship Him, and I switch on the Spirit, and I hear from God, and I sense God, it's the IMAX, it's the, it's the full 3D version of worship, right? Um, and you can focus on multiple things in a service, but if you engage all three of those senses, um, you're going to all three of those components of your body, you experience full worship. Um, and it's kind of not a choice. It's kind of mandatory that we, we do this, right? Because back to what's happening in heaven right now, holy, 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 worthy is the Lord. Jesus, when he's coming into Jerusalem, 
all those people, they cut down the palm trees, you know, those big leaves, and they're waving the leaves, and, the, you know, the caretaker's like, what? And the Pharisee's like, put the palm trees down. How can you wave to the sky with the palm trees, you know? Um, Jesus said, if you had like a spiritual revelation of what's happening now, um, if these guys didn't do it, because I am Jesus, I am like one of the three, right? Um, the rocks would even begin to cry out here, because... What's happening here is just a physical thing of what's happening in heaven, people. This is, I'm the son of God, yeah, okay, he's riding on a donkey and he's coming into town, you know, but, but that's the kind of thing that if we could open our eyes and see, we're involved in. This is it, you know, this is the end game. The end game is heaven, right? I hope you knew that. That's important. Um, and we're on a journey to heaven, so uh, we get saved and we grow in the Lord and our understanding changes and we become more and more spiritual, not in like a religious way, but we, we, we hear more from God, we experience more from God. And the end game is you end up in the crowd saying, holy, holy, holy. So today was practice, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, it's part of that journey, right? So again, way off the notes. Maybe let's just talk a little bit around that, um, those senses of the Spirit. So there's a couple of scriptures that I want to kind of just flick through quickly. Um, but I'm going to say this first and then the scriptures make a little bit more sense. How's that? We'll do it in reverse. So we can experience God. And his presence in worship through these spiritual senses, okay? And these will sound. You can see his heart through worship. So when you're worshiping, suddenly you're like, oh, he loves me. Ever had that experience before? Oh, he loves me. You sing with your spiritual, he loves me. Sometimes you're like, you just want to burst out crying because you experience the love. And it's like, it's not all experiential you saw something. Your spiritual part that is activated and enabled because you've asked God into your life has seen his heart. That's okay. You're okay to feel moved by that. It's not experiential. You've seen his heart. Okay? We've spoken about this already. You hear his voice. There were some people that came up and you saw people scattering in the front here. They heard something. I just feel, where's Elna? She did a great job with that dedication this morning. She said, the, I just feel um, this is what um, God has said for Niane. Did I say that right? Sorry, guys, the common names don't work so well with the English guys. Eh? Niane, eh? Miane. Miane, sorry. Sorry, Jan. <laughs> um, she asked God, and she... God spoke to her and said, your daughter, God has told me something, your daughter is going to be this. Spiritual stuff enabled, right? Okay. This happens in worship, all, by the way. All, all back to what happened 20 minutes ago. Okay. You feel his touch. Who's felt he's touched? I felt his touch. I've been praying, playing worship and like, like, uh, maybe it's goose flesh, I don't know. Some, I, I feel it, I experience it like that sometimes, like goose flesh. I mean, it can be a physical, 
come, comes as, as well, you know, like there's a physical experience, you know. Um, I feel this one's a bit out there. Um, you smell his love. So I had to, I to go a lot deeper into this one here because that's now getting out there. I don't, I've, I've never smelt anything in worship. Well, I have, but it's not... It's not uh, <laughs> it wasn't godly. Um, but uh, the word speaks about worship um, being a fragrance to God. Like incense, like a physical incense. Um, you know, in, in the... In the in the, in the days when they, when they still had the Ark of the Covenant, the priests would light incense as an offering. It's like, you know, what do we want to do? We want to create somewhere where God's presence is, so we want to make it really smell nice here. You know, they were, they were ushering God's presence. They were like saying, you're like, when you have a guest around, what do you do? Well, you light some candles, you, you know, you clean the house, you know, you, you, know, you, you host well. And that's what those priests were doing. So they created incense and said, we want want this place to be where God's presence is, it's special, so it must smell cool, you know. Um, and, w- and then that says, well, when the, the prayers and the worship go up to God like, like incense, like fragrance, you know. It's, so I, I've, I've never smelt that, I'll just, just tell you that, but it, but, but it speaks of that. So um, there's another interesting thing. What about taste? This one also was a bit of a stretch for me, I'll be honest. What about taste? I mean, so this one is, you taste and see that the Lord is good. And the Bible often talks about that. So they use taste as a reference to almost experience. You've experienced something that is good. When you taste something, it's good. Um, I heard something a long time ago in, in the Jewish culture when they raised the kids, they learned the Bible, and then they'd have like a tablet that had like the, the writings on it. I don't know how true this is, but it, sound, it sounded really cool, and it working for the moment now. So, so the, and they put honey on the tablet for the kids, and then they would, ah, oh, it tastes nice, you know, and they would kind of trying to, they were trying to get the association that when they're holding the Word of God, which was this on a tablet or however they would teach these kids to read, um, that it was like honey, it was tasty, you know, and it was, you know, so that's why you often get that reference of taste in, in, in the Bible, you know, you taste and see. So, so that one's a stretch, but I think it's a, it's connecting the reason, the, your reason. Maybe you've got that reason part, you know, and that's kind of the part we've got to get past when we worship too, you know, because reason can be good and bad for us, you know. That soul part has got reason, the ability to reason like this is not a good idea. There are people singing and jumping and dancing in the front. Not a good idea for me. We've got to get past that because, like, it's going to be really tough in heaven for you. You know what I mean? Um, And, uh, you know, so I quite liked what I found when I was kind of heading in, in this direction because how I felt or kind of reasoned worship to be is there's a whole pile of like, well, it is what it is, right? You know, he's worthy to be praised. Um, Just do it, you know, like just worship, just just jump around, just put your hands up, you know, shout with a loud noise, play the trumpets, there's tambourines in the Bible too, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like, well, 
kind of have to do it, right? You know, and like, I'm I'm a I'm a reasoning kind of reasoner, um, uh, and like it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, if you're a good solid reasoner, I mean, there's a there's a whole lot of you that like oh, in the front, I don't care, you know, <laughs> God said it, I'll do it, you know. Um, but when you take a step back and you say, I need to experience God as a Christian. I need to connect my spiritual senses with God because I need to hear from Him, to grow. I need to become more and more like Jesus over time. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I connect with the spiritual side of God. Because you can't reason yourself into heaven. That's the problem, right? I mean, you can, you can go and read the Bible and you can follow the rules. People tried that didn't work. That's why Jesus came and said, like, all of this stuff, throw it out. You got, I mean, by the time Jesus got here, from the time that, you know, sort of God revealed himself to man, a couple of thousand years, they, the guys had created, like, so many rules to get to heaven. I mean, there were bazillions of rules that aren't even in the Bible. I mean, the, um, but rules don't get you into heaven. You can't follow that stuff. You can't, um, they necessary. Because, you know, we need, to, we need to honor God and we need to not sin and we need to live a lifestyle of holiness. But you can be as good as you want, but you ain't going to get there. Okay? So you have to. You have to connect to God on a spiritual level. You have to. And it starts with hearing Him that you need Him. And you need to switch on the spiritual side. And then... Every Sunday, every quiet time, every opportunity you have, turn on the senses, reason that you're going to turn on the senses, and start hearing from Him. Because if you don't, you're just going to be sort of dead, dead works. The Bible speaks about dead works, you know. Um, and I would almost say that, you know, being at home alone trying to do this is harder than being here trying to connect with God. You know, you've got, you've got a backup choir behind you, right? You know, you've, got the whole, you've got the whole guys at the front. You've got people around you singing. You can be coerced and, you know, to step over the threshold and actually engage the spiritual side of things. Um, that's a, it's a very powerful, powerful thing. How much time have we got? You know, but you've got to be a little bit more intentional about things. Otherwise, you know, you can forget, move on. There's kind of two, there's two places that I, I see people in the room in, you know. I'm a reasonable guy. I worked that out myself, you know. Either you are saved and you need to connect more um, and you need to engage this. So you, you've got varying states of engagement ac- across the room here. Some of you might have been saved and said, I've never, ever considered actually engaging these spiritual senses to hear and listen and worship God in a different way. I've, I may have never done that. Or you're having varying versions of that. The other, the other side of the room is saying, I'm on the page with you. Like, I'm, I don't know why I'm even singing songs in here. Um, and I've never connected even the spiritual component. Like, in other words, I've never decided to invite Jesus into my life. Um, and uh, you may or may not want to do that. So, But I, I think... I think we need to tackle kind of both. Uh, we've got 20 minutes. We might, uh, 
might need the worship team back up here again if you can come up. Um, and then, uh, but let's tackle, let's tackle first, you know, I don't want to leave you today and not give you the opportunity um, to connect with God. You know, that's the start of the journey. You know, you've got to switch on the third, the trifactor. You've got to switch on the Spirit. You've got to enable the Spirit, right? Um, so, this normally works when people's eyes are closed. If you guys can close your eyes, because someone's going to... I'm going to ask you to lift your hand so we know you are. Um, so, if, you, if you've never connected with God, um, you would have heard things like, being born again, and being born again really just means asking Jesus into your life and switching on the, that spiritual component which you designed for. You've got a vacuum there, you've got a gap, um, and, and you need that gap to be filled with God. Um, if you've never done that before, um, we're not going to embarrass you. You can put your hand up, but we're not going to call you to the front. We'll do a combined prayer together, and then you can accept Jesus that way, and then we'll, we're going to move on to some worship. So, if you've never done that before, let's, uh, you can raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus into your life and enable that part. There we go. Okay. Everyone's happy where they are. Right, so where's the worship team? Are you guys going to come up? Uh, I'm not seeing you. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I didn't see your pink shirt there. It's a lot of confidence you got there in that pink shirt there, Johan. But like I said, worship's extravagant. <laughs> so, can we sing, um, it's your breath in our lungs, yeah. all the earth. Okay, so before we sing, we've got, we've got 20 minutes, okay? Um, Jesus is chatting to the Samaritan lady. It's famous, the scripture. And, uh, you know, he, calls out a couple of things in her life. But he says, the, the day and the hour is coming when, I worship in, when we will worship in spirit and in truth. Okay? And everyone's like, oh, that's amazing. We worship in spirit and in truth. What does that mean? Okay? So, worshiping in spirit and in truth. Okay? So, let's take the truth part on. So, the truth part is, it's like, it's your reason. You know that Jesus has saved you. Switching on the reason. You know that you are thankful for that salvation. You know that He's worthy to be praised. You know that where you are today is because of what you did a number of years ago. Um, you know that He's saved your family. You know that He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You know that um, it's the breath in your lungs that He gave you and you want to worship and praise Him for that. So you, can you feel that you're switching on the reason? I'm feeling like I'm switching on some reason here, okay? So this is something that you would typically do every time you want to worship because you're going to come into the door and, the, you know, the dog ate the carpet and, the, you know, like you've got to get all that stuff out your head. You've got to say, I'm going to reason. God, you're worthy to be praised. There's nothing spiritual about what you're doing. You may be feeling in the most unspiritual place you've ever been, but you're engaging your body in the physical response. I'm here. I'm going to worship you, Lord. Why? Because I know all these things. I've read your word. I know this. I've experienced them. I've felt them. You've come before me. You've done this. Um, I don't know if anyone's feeling the 
physical part of the music engaging with you as well. You're starting to feel a little bit excited about the music too as well. Maybe I, I feel it differently because I really enjoy music, but, but you're kind of feeling that. So now you can leave it there and you can have an amazing time because you're just going to feel good about yourself because it's just good music and it's just uh, it's an uplifting message, right? I mean, God's done so much for you. I feel amazing. You, you could go to a great motivational talk and you'll feel the same way because they'll say, yes, you can. You can do it. Nathan, you are the best foiler in Dana Fontaine. The world. Okay? I mean, Nathan really feels great about himself because we just talked him up into that place now, you know? So remember, we're still on the stair Kenny Core experience, right? I mean, that's just like, we want the full 3D experience. So, keep going, keep going. I looked at him, he's like, stop. <laughs> so, so you engage the physical stuff. It's kind of like, it's like starting the car, right? You haven't put your foot on the pedal yet, you know? Um, so this, what do you do secondly? Well, secondly, you start saying, well, God, I've got to switch on those spiritual senses, right? I've got to start hearing I've got to start feeling. And then the, the song that I've asked you, Johan, to do is, um, again, that it's, it's your breath in our lungs. It's reason that run out a little bit, you know, spirit and truth. Eh? It is his breath that's in our lungs. Genesis, was it 2 verse 7, I think. It is his breath. It is. The Bible says, he formed out of dust, made the body, he got down, and he breathed, breathed into that lifeless peace. It's his breath. It's his breath in our lungs. He has given us a soul. He's created us. Okay. Everything that you exist and live for and do from that point onwards has to be in a place where we position ourselves to be thankful before God for that. Okay. So we're not worshipping because He's almighty and He's over us and He lords it over us. We're here because of Him. So why don't you stand up? Why don't you stand up? Let's, uh, 